0: With 23B Cable News. I met one of the collection depots waiting an interview with Sheriff K. Hill. Uh, I understand you're having a difficult time killing these things, Sheriff. Just so shoot you- them in the head. They seem to go down permanently when you shoot them in the head. Then you gotta burn them. You gotta burn. Danny, Danny! Ooh. Put another round of that woman over there. Look! She's a twitcher.
1: Uh, 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 twitcher. Uh. Now
0: that is one cool motherfucker. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. This week, we are aiming our crosshairs at a year of music videos we've never discussed. But of course, we're covering a movie too. You know how it works. This is the Pool Scene Podcast. I'm Kevin. I'm surviving next to my brainy co-host, Jim. Hey, now, we're going back to 2004 to discuss Zack Snyder's killer remake of George Romero's Dawn of the Dead. And bonus, the screenplay was written by James Gunn. This was actually Zack Snyder's directorial debut. His first feature film before 300, The Watchmen, or Watchmen, and all of the DC stuff. Now, he's set up for, and I started to bring this up, we started discussing this, Rebel Moon films scheduled for this year and next on Netflix. Rebel Moon, part one, A Child of Fire, and Rebel Moon, part two, The Scargiver. Oh Giver. It looks very much like Star Wars knockoff. I have no faith in Zack Snyder anymore, just because I, I'm a DC
1: guy. I'll talk about the flash later, but this started off so good for his career. I'm like, man,
0: What a great remake, because I love the original, as you know. And I wonder how much of this gets credited to James Gunn for the screenplay. That's a good point. This was early in the trend of reimagining a movie instead of remaking it. But there are plenty of nods to the original. One of those nods is one of the coolest things about Dawn of the Dead. It's set in a mall. Hell yeah. The production designer tried to locate malls that were scheduled to be demolished. He ended up finding the 45,000 square foot defunct Thornhill Square Mall in Toronto. They called it Crossroads Mall and spent eight weeks turning it into a set for the movie, adding a water feature, giving the stores fake names and filling the stores with with, merch. With merch. They could have just went to the mall in Ashtabula, Ashtabula Town Center. Yeah. Or to Shenango Valley Mall. And you could have filmed the whole movie Yeah, never had to ask anyone permission. Nobody goes in there anyways. No, it's the weirdest. It's the nicest defunct mall that doesn't know it's defunct yet. Somebody put up a picture from
1: this past monday i believe it's pittsburgh mills mall they were there at six o'clock on a monday there were no stores open in the mall the mall was open and they were the only ones walking the mall at six at night why keep the lights on at that rate you're not making any money
0: when there's (laughs) no when there's no more room in hell the dead will walk the mall (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> or in this case which talk about reimagining I remember when this movie first came out the controversy surrounding it was zombies are running
0: yeah. oh no yeah we'll talk about that yeah now, the movie's soundtrack was personally chosen by Zack Snyder in addition to Johnny Cash and Disturbed it also features Richard Cheese oh that's so good producers were against most of these choices but I'm glad Zack Snyder got his way because the Richard Cheese scene is awesome it'll come up again before we move on on to your news and numbers the budget was significantly reduced to this one because get this House of the Dead failed, and then idiot studio executives said, there's not any public interest in zombie movies. Not nah, Chiefs. I think there just wasn't any public interest in House of the Dead. Yeah. Because in the next year, along with Dawn of the Dead, we got Shaun of the Dead, which at this point is legendary. Yeah. So there was a clamoring for zombie movies. But a right movie yes. made properly. Yes. There's so many good zombie movies from that era. A I mean, ton. talk about writing zombies. 28 Days. Great. Eight. Yeah. So, Jim, controversially, again, the zombies Well, 28 days later, 28 days, oh, the sorry. Sandra Bullock right. vehicle. <laughs> yes. No, no running zombies <laughs> in that one. She's a very, very, very talkative so- zombie. So if it is not too much to ask of you people, will you just back the fuck off? Jim, controversially, the zombies ran in this one. Did audiences run to theaters to see it? Please give us budget and box office along with news and number ones at time of release.
1: WUAB Channel 43, where the news comes first. This is the 10 o'clock news. With the whirlwind is in the thorn tree, the people ran to the movie theaters to see Dawn of the Dead 2004 on the 19th of March 2004. As you said, only a 26 million dollar budget made 102 million dollars. Yep.
0: at the box well, office. Me- Maybe Amazing. they were right because it worked out. It was perfect. They made a lot more money. Now I'm sure Zack Snyder and, and James Gunn and the actors probably didn't get a share of it. But the studio executives said, see? Yeah. Cut the budget. Still made $102 million. Plus it helped at the beginning of this movie. You jump right into the gore right off the bat. Oh, like, yeah. There's no fucking around. No, they're You're into this movie. Time. <laughs>
1: Here's some news for you. The BBC announces that actor Christopher Eccleston is set to play the next Doctor Who in the revival of the show when it returns to television in 2005. Now, we all know Doctor Who hails from the other side of the universe, but the newest Doctor Who is from a little closer to home, Salford, to be precise. Christopher Eccleston, previously known for grittier roles, has been picked to follow in some very distinguished footsteps. Jane Barrett reports.
0: Christopher Eccleston, known for his role as Jesus Christ in the Second Coming, about to star in the ninth coming of Doctor Who.
1: The ninth doctor himself, Christopher Eccleson, did it for one season. Didn't want to do it for any more seasons. No, but he did the leftovers. But he did the leftovers. Thank you, God. It's awesome. Belgian brewer Interbrew and Brazilian rival Ambev agreed to merge an $11.2 billion deal, forming Inbev, the world's largest brewer. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin's a big fan of the Inbev. We love Sembev apart. part? That's not, um, Anheuser Busch isn't a part of Inbev. Who is an Inbev? I'm trying to remember.
0: Uh, InBev includes Ogula, Bex, Brahma, Budweiser. Oh, okay. Cass, Castle Corona. Oh, yeah. Garden, Michelob Ultra, Modelo, Stella Artois. Okay. So. Good amount. Yeah, a good amount of beers. Of standard beers. Senator John
1: Kerry wins big on Super Tuesday, all but assuring the Democratic nomination for president.
0: I'm John Kerry, and I'm... Reporting for duty.
1: And also, like the biggest event when I was compiling the news, and it's a tragic one, 10 bombs on a Madrid commuter train kill at least 190 people and wound more than 1,200, the largest toll of any bombing in Europe. I can remember that vaguely, but I remember it. I do not remember that. Coming up next, one man, one genius, one legend will tell us about a momentous occasion in hockey. What's up, George? Good evening, everybody.
0: I'm George Michael. Welcome to to the sports machine.
1: Kevin, you'll probably remember this. Todd Bertuzzi of the Vancouver Canucks hits rookie Steve Moore of the Avalanche in the middle of a game, fracturing his vertebrae and ending his career. Bertuzzi was suspended by Gary Bettman for the remainder of the season. You remember that cheap saying, shot, One of the most
0: brutal things you've ever seen in sports. Steve, I just want to apologize for for what happened out there. That I had no intention on hurting you. And I feel awful for what transpired the police also launched a criminal investigation which resulted in Bertuzzi pleading guilty to assault causing bodily harm after a plea bargain and he was conditionally discharged
1: With no criminal record. I'm pretty sure it was either a game like a couple months earlier to that. They got a little chippy with one another. So this one was premeditated. He was going to do this shit. Could have killed the guy. Like we remember seeing, was it Marty McSorley with the hockey stick? Uh huh. We've seen that shit. This was just assault. Straight up assault. Yeah, ended Steve Moore's career. Fucking rookie for God's sakes. He was just
0: getting his career started. So sad. Very sad. He he was laying on the ice for over 10 minutes. Like
1: big thing was he took the hit the and he was basically knocked out. And then when his team went to go rush Bertuzzi, they all piled
0: on top of him, which fractured his vertebrae. So it was like bing, bang, boom. It was a 9-2 game. And the avalanche manager asked the referees, can we just let's just end the game? There's a guy yeah. laying on the ice. He might be dead. Let's just end this game. And the ref said, no, we have to finish. And then they've played out the remaining eight minutes of a 9-2 game.
1: Or yeah. Whatever. Like how bullshit is yeah. that? I'm pretty sure nobody would have been upset in a crowd after what they just saw Word they thought they could have seen somebody die. Yeah. But whatever. Money, I guess, means everything to everybody. Speaking of money, the number one movie in the theaters, Jim Caviezel becoming Jesus in Passion of the Christ. Most gory, violent movie ever. Gory as hell. And that dude has just marketed his career, quote unquote, of being Jesus, apparently. Yeah. And the number one song in America was Usher, Ludacris, Lil John. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> And the amazing thing about this was Usher was a part of being the number one song from February 28th all the way to July 3rd when Burn came out after Yeah fell off. He was off a week and then recharted again for Burn and then Confessions
0: Part 2 yep. came out and then he was number one for an additional three weeks. I was a, a videographer at this time and I can remember sitting in the parking lot waiting to carry all my equipment in to uh, shoot things at like Stanball and I can remember just these songs being on the radio all the time like well he was the year of ursher yeah it was ridiculous and
1: kevin that was all that was going on in 2004 we need to cover
0: the one shining light in Zack snyder's career dawn of the dead an interesting piece of logic the dvd box text says that the zombie outbreak is caused by a virus james gunn disagreed with this and said that a zombie bite is like a vampire bite so it's actually supernatural not scientific so In this universe, according to James Gunn, it wasn't caused by something. It wasn't some dormant virus. It was just a vampire It was just like, yeah, there's no explanation. They're just like a supernatural being. Let's headshot the plot. Anna is a nurse returning to her suburban home after a long shift at the hospital. During a date night with her husband, Louis, they miss an emergency alert from the news because they're making out in the shower.
1: 27 horsepower,
0: turbocharged, all. Please stay tuned to this special news bulletin. We will return to our regularly scheduled programming immediately following this report. The next morning, a little neighbor girl wanders into their bedroom and she kills Anna's husband. She just starts biting the shit out of him. He is then immediately reanimated as a zombie. Huh? Anna escapes to her car, speeds away. This is where she's starting to hear the radio reports and really take in what's happening. The world is ending. When a dude tries to steal her car, she crashes and passes out. When she wakes up, basically there's this police sergeant who's checking on her. You know, she's alive. She's showing signs that she's she's not Yeah, she's like out in the woods. His name's Kenneth. So they join up with electronic salesman Michael, a pregnant woman named Luda, and her criminal boyfriend Andre, whose plan is to break into the mall. What about Fort Pastor? Maybe if you had wings, the road stick with those motherfuckers that way. How do you know? We just tried. Come on. Back when there was eight of us. going to the mall. When they break into the mall, they're attacked by a security guard zombie. During this, pregnant Luda gets scratched during the melee, but she hides that shit. The mall's three still human security guards allow them to come in, but they have to surrender their weapons. On the roof of the mall, they spot another survivor across the parking lot named Andy. And hey, look over there. There's
1: someone on the roof. Yeah, his name's Andy. He's
0: alone.
1: He may as well
0: be on the moon. Poor guy. He's stranded at a gun store that he owns called Andy's. Yeah. What else would you call it? <laughs> Our ritual. Uh, um, <laughs> the next day, a delivery truck full of survivors arrive and enter the mall by force. Basically, they just like pull this fucking truck up. There's a... a Conflict inside, whether to let these people come in or not. So now in our collective group, we have a sick woman who's obviously been infected. She dies, comes back as a zombie, is promptly killed. But the group is able to figure it out that the disease is spread through being bit. I think it's the bites. Frank said she was walking on her own when she got in the truck five hours ago. Bites killed her. Bites brought her back. How do you know? I
1: watched it happen. I felt her pulse. She was gone. Then... Yesterday, I saw the same thing happen to somebody else. I think that's why it spreads
0: so fast. Meanwhile, Andre goes to see his pregnant girlfriend, Luda, who again has hidden their scratch. Yeah. Also in the group, they realize Frank has been bitten. Frank played by Max Headroom and...
1: uh, (laughs) (laughs) The study of... Good taste. In fact, the taste that stands the test. Yes. The test where New Coke takes on Pepsi, i.e. That's as in...
0: The New Coke top quiz (laughs) and um, the principal from senior trip and the lawnmower man and the lawnmower man great they realize Frank's been bitten and is a threat so they make a deal where he'll isolate and Kenneth will shoot him when he turns that all goes as planned Kenneth becomes friends with the survivor across the parking lot named Andy they communicate through dry erase boards and binoculars there's some romance blooming in the groups between two couples of survivors Mm. and remember how I mentioned twice that Luda was scratched well she's labor her boyfriend andre tied her up because he knows so she dies comes back as a zombie then has the baby When another survivor named Norma, she comes in sees zombie Luda and shoots her. Andre shoots Norma. Norma shoots back at Andre. Rest of the survivors arrive to find dead Luda, dead Andre, dead Norma.
1: It's like an outcast ludicrous concert. And
0: a fucking zombie baby, which they also kill. So now with zombies continually trying to infiltrate them all, there's a plan where the group will fight their way to the marina to take one of the survivors yachts out onto Lake Michigan. Phil Dunphy. They, they reinforce some shuttles in the parking garage. First stop, the plan is to pick up Andy across the parking lot. This is a clusterfuck. Oh, God. It's they send a, yeah. the dog in. They have a dog that came. It was in the parking garage. It was like setting off alarms. Yeah. So they have this dog. They send the dog in. Is it for supplies or whatever? But the zombies the, are not fearful the, of the dog. The zombies they don't give go. a shit about the dog. No. The dog can just do what it, what it wants. But a girl named Nicole is so worried about the dog that she takes the truck that the second group Group of survivors showed up in. She goes to retrieve the dog, who again, the zombies do not care about. No, not at all.
1: But, but even we if have to th- have a fucking idiot. Yes, exactly.
0: Part so, in the process, a bunch of zombies get in. You know, they get of in, course. they get Andy. Some of the remaining survivors go on a rescue mission. At the very least, they end up getting a bunch of ammo from Andy's. But on the way out of the city in the shuttles, one of the buses is crashed, which is fucking gnarly. Yeah. When the second bus goes back for survivors, Michael is bitten, saving Anna. At the marina then, CJ, one of the mall security guards, he has this whole redemption arc, sacrifices himself for the group so that they can make it to the boat. All in all, five survivors board the boat if you include the dog named Chips. So basically this one gets a bleak ending through found footage that they recorded on a camcorder found on the yacht. We see that the group runs out of supplies, finds an island, and then gets sworn by zombies. Their fate's unknown, probably doomed to become zombies. Would assume. All right, character. Before I get into the cast, Heather Langenkamp, known as Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street movies, was a member of the production crew turning extras into zombies working alongside her husband. Really? He's an, like a makeup effects guy or okay. something. So she worked with him. That's cool. On the production crew. So kind of just a yeah. cool like horror connection, which we'll get into in a minute. Sarah Pauly is Anna Clark. She was the first choice to play Anna. She agreed to take the role because she saw it as a departure from the stereotypical portrayal of female characters. Ving Rames as Sergeant Kenneth Hall. Jake Weber as Michael Shaughnessy. Nathan Fillion auditioned uh, for this role. It. There's that James Gunn connection again. Makai yep. Pfeiffer as Andre. Ty Burrell as Steve Marcus. He's the boat guy, nihilistic jerk. Oh, I have an idea. Um, while we're at it, why don't we swing by the marina and hop on my boat and take it for a pleasure cruise you jackasses. He auditioned for the role of Michael the same day. Burrell kind of like knew he was like unable to play the Michael character and like didn't have what was required of Weber's role. Michael Kelly as CJ Kevin Zeggers as Terry Michael Berry as Bart Lindy Booth as Nicole Jane Eastwood as Norma, Boyd Banks as Tucker, Inna, Korob Kina as Luda, Luda Artie Reed as Glenn, Kim Horry as is Monica Matt Frewer again lawnmower man the principal from Senior Trip Lewis Ferreira is Lewis Clark Hannah Lochner is Vivian and then additional members of the cast include we have a Zack Snyder cameo as one of the uh, soldiers fighting zombies when at the like in the news footage we have Tom Savini Ken Foray and Scott Reininger all members of the original film as a general a sheriff and a televangelist well
1: Ken Frey delivers
0: his line yeah when yeah, there's no more room in hell. Yeah, it's awesome. When there is no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. Tom Savini seems to end up playing a, a sheriff and everything. Oh, he has to. So, Jim, which actor or actress gives past performances in any non-lead character still scenes?
1: It's Kenneth. Been to a lot of funerals. I folded the flag and given it to a lot of wives and fathers and kids. I told them how sorry I was that's not what i was really feeling in the back of my mind i was always saying better them than me. Funny thing about the Ving Rames character, he agreed to do this. He didn't seem like he was interested, but the one reason he did it is because the black guy didn't die in the movie. Yeah. And it literally said that and it made it awesome. Sarah Pauly, as you know, went on to win an Oscar. What was it, last year? She's for awesome. Best original screenplay. It's like, dude, amazing. I love Kenneth, though. He is just one of those guys that knows he's in the shit. He is trained to be in the shit and is able to operate within the shit. Yeah. I like Nicole.
0: Guys, where chips Let's go. Chips? Where'd you go, Chips? I can't find him, Chips. Come here. Come on, Chips. Come on, Chips. Chips, come on, boy. Where'd you go, honey? Come on, boy. Oh, there you are. Come on. There, boy, boy. Don't look me again, OK? Ever, ever because she ends up with the other dude who's one of the security guards. His name's Terry. Yeah. So they end up like together and they're like, they get separated in the buses and they're very concerned about each other. But I mean, like if you were young, you know, teenager, teenagers, early 20s, and you were in this situation, I mean, like what else are you going to do to pass time? You know, you're going to end up bonding (laughs) with somebody. Bonging, bonging, bonging. (laughs) Yeah, bonding
1: with somebody and then banging them in fabulous Goldsteins. Yes.
0: All right, let's move on to Ben. Scenes. All right, I have the opening scene.
1: This is the emergency broadcast system for the greater Milwaukee area. If you live in Racine County, there is no information available this time. Please stay inside and lock all doors and windows. Miller
0: Park. Once Anna escapes Vivian and her zombie husband, she gets outside. There's like a, he's like a priest, but he's obviously his neighbor, her neighbor, because he knows her name. He's like pointing a gun at her. Yeah. And he's like, get back. And she's like, what is happening? He's like, get back.
1: Get back, Anna. Get back.
0: Jesus, just tell me what's
1: going on.
0: I told you to get back. (laughs) Oh. So you get this almost like panoramic shot it's like a of the neighborhood. It's really good. It's like good. a tracking shot of all the zombies chasing people. It's so great because it's just all the chaos. It's like a perfect suburban neighborhood with like perfect yards and HOA. But then you see an ambulance run the priest dude over and then you just see like all the fire and zombies and everything in this perfect neighborhood. It's awesome. And then we go right into my next one. It's the opening credits with
1: Johnny Cash being played. Yeah. I'll take your questions. Is it a virus? We don't know.
0: How does it spread? Is it airborne? Airborne is a possibility. We don't know.
1: Is this an international health hazard or a military concern? Both.
0: Are these people alive or dead? Hold them down! We don't know.
1: With the world going to shit, everything falling apart and hearing. And we're talking Johnny Cash near the end
0: of his yeah. life. This is one of his. American la- 4, the Rick Rubin produced. Yeah, this is
1: like, I believe his second to last song before Hurt. And I think comes Kirk- around. Oh, oh my yeah. God. I mean, it was spot perfect. There's a man going around taking names.
0: And he decides the who to free and who to blame. <laughs> Everybody will oh, be I treated all the same. There will be a golden letter reaching down
1: when the man comes around. I'm glad they let Zack Snyder pick the song list for this movie because I couldn't think of a better song to play with that voice of Johnny Cash, he old withered while you just see
0: news footage, people dying, shit blowing up. Yeah. Amazing. When we talked last week about Jurassic Park doing the Mr. DNA to eliminate a lot of exposition, this movie does it clever as well because we get the opening credit montage that shows all the news footage and like everything happening with the zombies. And then just throughout this movie, as they're watching TVs and yeah. broadcasts and stuff and radio, you get... The speed through everything in the background. Oh, it's so good, really good. Smart. I like the friendship between Kenneth and Andy. Oh, it's they communicate via dry erase board, which. This leads, of course, into the Richard Cheese montage I mentioned. While his cover of Down with the Sickness plays, Andy and Kenneth play chess by, like, writing down their moves on the whiteboard. They have their own
1: individual boards.
0: And then some of the survivors have sex. Some hit golf balls into the crowd of zombies, like a driving range. And then the best, immediately after the montage, they play a game where they find a celebrity look like... In the crowd of zombies, love that. It's one of my. They favorites. tell Andy like Burt Reynolds, yep. And then he finds a guy that looks like Burt Reynolds and shoots, shoots him. him. <laughs> and it's so funny because they're like, that guy barely even looked like him. He looks like so good. Tell him to get Burt Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Man, he's good. He barely even looked like. But I just like their friendship. They say goodnight to each other. But it is heartbreaking with Andy because they haven't shared the information with him yet that they know that it's spread through bites. And, you know, once they get to him, then they'll tell him. Yeah, and, like, so he tells them they have a walkie-talkie, which was sent in with the dog. Andy? Can you hear me? Hello. this thing working. Yeah, I'm dinged up pretty bad, but. I think I'm gonna be okay. Where you hurt, Andy? <laughs> Damn, those bastards bite hard. I just have to stop the bleeding. It's really going. <laughs> easy, boy, easy. Is this Ken? Uh, is that you, man?
1: Yeah, it's me, brother.
0: Hey, man, good to hear your voice. I guess we're gonna meet up close pretty soon, huh? Oh, shit, hang on.
1: Oh, Jesus, he got me good. Now you, you just hang in there. You got the food, right? Yeah. Do we tell him? Hey, this dog got a
0: name. Andy goes, yeah, those. Son of bitches bit me. They really bite hard and, and their looks on their faces are like heartbroken. Heartbroken. And he's like, Yeah, I'll be seeing you soon. It's so sad because it's sad because throughout that whole thing, as
1: they're communicating back and forth too, you can just see Andy slowly almost losing yeah. hope. That's why Ving Rames is so good in this role. Yeah. He's so perfectly casted. That was one of mine as well. It's one of the greatest things. Like, I think without that relationship in the movie, I don't think the movie is nearly as no. good. It's perfect. It's so my next one, a Little Crazy. Zombie baby, it's a girl. You want to kill Luda? You want to kill my family?
0: Like, oh, yeah, fuck,
1: dude, out of nowhere. It's amazing. And I'll bring this up more in logic, how those two are able to keep everything under the hush hush and on the QT being with such a, a close knit group of people within this mall. You can't really spread out that far. So you got to understand that something must be going on weird with Luda. But then. She turns and it's almost immediate because you're always led to believe that, you know, a baby is protected within the mother's womb. You know, the amniotic fluid, she's protected. But no, that baby comes
0: out. Hello. That's a logic issue I'll discuss here. Yeah. If Luda would have had the baby before she went before she died and went full zombie, what if the baby still come out as a zombie? It shouldn't have then, right? No. Because I'm thinking
1: she, once she turns, that baby automatically
0: turns. That's what I think, too. Yeah. So I think once she died and became a zombie, that's when the baby died and became a zombie. I would have kept the zombie baby around. But it's the one thing, too, is Makai
1: is like holding it like, that's my baby. And they tried to kill the baby, and he ends up killing, I can't remember who it Norma. was. Norma.
0: Yeah, he ends up killing Norma. Yeah, which, it's is, like, which is a shame. I love when a plan comes together. So they all decide. So after the zombie baby shit, they're all kind of sitting around, and they're like, you you know what? I don't want to die in the mall. I don't want to die in the mall. I want to, like, if I'm going to die, I don't want to wait around in the mall wait to die. I want to go elsewhere and die. So they make this decision together. So Michael, I think it is, is like, hey, I saw some parking shuttles in the parking garage. Why don't we reinforce them? And then Steve makes an offhand comment like, well, hell, why don't we swing by the marina and grab my boat? When they're like, yeah, that's, that's actually a, a tremendous idea. Let's do that. Let's get your boat, go out on the water, and There's a bunch of islands. We'll find one of them. You know, there's no one there. We'll figure it out. Cause it wouldn't it be nice if you're in a zombie apocalypse to just stop for a few minutes and know that you're safe from zombies and you could breathe, come up with another plan and breathe for a little bit. So I I just really love when the plan comes together. It's really funny because CJ is like, so we're gonna staple a bunch of aluminum siding to these parking shuttles and then go get a boat.
1: Excuse me. Not to shit on anyone's riff here, but let me just see if I grasp this concept, okay?
0: You're suggesting that we take some fucking parking shuttles and reinforce them with some aluminum siding and then just head on over to the gun store we watch our good friend Andy play some cowboy movie jump on the covered
1: wagon bullshit. Then, we're gonna drive across a ruined city through a welcome committee of a few hundred thousand dead cannibals all so that we can sail off into the sunset on this fucking asshole's boat
0: and head for some island that for all we know doesn't even exist? Yeah. And they're like, yeah. And he's like, all right, I'm in. <laughs> all right. Well, no pool. There is a water feature in the mall, but it's not a mall that includes a swimming pool.
1: Everybody get it. Jump in the water feature. Let's do it.
0: You ever know anybody jumped in water feature? You know what? I've seen people. Remember when you would do? Like you throw in a penny for a wish. Yeah. I've seen people reach in and fall. So our friend Morgan, shout out Morgan, he used to do this like chicken walk, like where he'd walk like a chicken, flap his wings and shit. And when the mall had fountains, they said, Morgan, go do the chicken walk on the side of the fountain. So he goes to jump up on the fountain. He catches his air walk or whatever shoes he's wearing on the <laughs> lip of the fountain. Ape he shit. does a full front flip into the <laughs> fountain. And uh, he's <laughs> soaked, walking through the mall, just leaving like a gallon of water. Any behind security him. guards see that? No, or no one gives a shit. Yeah. And, uh, and, but my friend. Their, their dicks they won't take them home <laughs> so he had to walk around the mall for like four hours just like swimming pool wet oh it's you know? the worst it awful so this week, believe it or not, we've never covered 2004 music videos. Yeah, thirteen seasons in. We did say this is kind of the threshold of of when you could still cover music videos. it's yeah. very, very late. Although I came into this one overconfident because I was like, music videos were done. I was shocked to see. I was how like, many, there's yeah. not going to be anything. They were not done. My list could have probably been like 14 deep. Yeah. So I'm going to go first this week again. Not because of the song Because of the video Is it? Yep So I'm gonna go first Because I have a number six this week Oh you son of a bitch It's, it's our podcast We can do what we want That's right um, I can't pick this in my top five Because no Just too horny. too horny Too horny Eric Pride's call on me Oh God, that video club remix of Steve Winwood's Valerie, but just one dude. It's one guy in aerobics class with all women, but the women are not wearing things that you would normally wear to like aerobics class. Oh no. And the song kind of rules. It's great, but it's just the horniest. It's so weird.
1: I'll never forget years ago, my friend Megan like texts me. She's like, "Watch this. It's ass fest. It's yeah. the greatest thing ever." I was like, "All right, I'll check it out." Yeah, dude, I almost had to have a private time watching this video. Yeah. I was like, "This video, is when it came
0: out, when I was like thirteen or fourteen, I'd have no skin on my dick." I mean, which actually, I would have been. 1920 twenty. I I've been mean, 23 yeah so <laughs> <laughs> it didn't stop me yeah it wasn't we didn't have youtube no we didn't
1: so my number five a weird video <laughs> absolutely weird video it's a cover in 2004 of cameos word up by corn yeah do your
0: dance do your dance do your dance quick my-
1: Pretty good rendition like when corn would do covers this one in sanitarium fucking great this video though they had the brilliant idea once again weird sepia tone in 04 but whatever let's keep the fun going they're like in the desert at one point they decide with the worst computer graphics ever to superimpose all of their faces on dogs really and are roaming the desert as dogs with just their human face on the front jonathan doggis and fieldy doggy and i can't name anybody else
0: yeah fieldy head monkey Jonathan Davis and Jeff. I don't know who the other one was. When you think of Cameo's "Word Up," you don't think of a bunch of guys it's, roaming a desert as dogs. What a surprising cover! Yeah, you're like, it's you're good. Like, oh, Korn's gonna cover something of everything they could have covered. "Word, word Up", up by Cameo, so weird. Really good. I have same genre from the Thomas Jane Punisher soundtrack. Oh, going with "Seether" featuring Amy Lee. "Broken," great song. Cause I'm This song was originally released in 2002, but they re-recorded it and re-released it for the Punisher soundtrack and for their, I think, their second album. Directed by Nigel Dick, the video has Cedar's vocalist Sean Morgan, his then-girlfriend Amy Lee from Evanescence, wandering around what looks like a post-apocalyptic trailer park. She's wearing, like, black wings. She's being Amy Lee. The theme for the video, and I never understood this. They had to tell me for me to understand. (laughs) The theme of the video is that they are forever. And this is the theme of the song as well. They're forever looking for each other because they know that each other are there, but they will never find each other. It's too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Too horny. Too deep. What's my next one going to be? Uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was revealed later that this was actually a real trailer park that was destroyed by a meth lab explosion. So- and now he's
1: broken because <laughs> all of his money was invested into the trailer park. Then Breaking Bad started, so they got the idea there you go. from the Seether video. So my number four, of course, Britney Spears' Toxic. Toxic. <laughs> I have my number three. Had yeah. to throw it in here. I mean, Britney Spears dressed as a
0: flight attendant. Yep. Oh, my God. I mean, what else you need to say? There's actually a whole other layer to this video. So she's a secret agent. Oh, that's right. She's out is. for revenge like against her Bond. ex at the beginning of the video. She's a flight attendant. Then it's like a blade runner, futuristic Paris thing where she wears a cat suit. She has red hair. Then she breaks into toxic industries where she does a mission impossible laser trap. Finally, she breaks into her ex's apartment and fucking murders him via a vial of poison. 2004. Brittany was dark. Yeah. And I'll double down on that in a moment. Also, also, I didn't mention for much of this video, the performance like footage is naked Britney covered in diamonds, just diamonds. And she pretty much does that now. And anyway. now she just posts more than that on Instagram. Found out her husband was a real piece of
1: shit to her, too. It's like, was man, he? yeah, it's, they got a divorce. I know they're getting divorced, but I did not know found out it was a real piece of shit to her. And this is full disclosure, idiocy Jim here. I could not understand her lyrics when she was like, it's toxic nah, nah, yeah. nah. for the longest time. And this is the absolute truth. And I know it's going to make people go, what? the fuck, Jim. I thought she was saying, it's toxic constipillo. What? I was like, what is toxic Constapillo? I was like, what the fuck does that even mean? Like, what's a pillow
0: You're going to kill me. Um, <laughs> it's with a taste of your lips. I'm on a ride. I'm on a ride. You're toxic. I'm slipping under with a taste of poison paradise. I'm addicted to you. Don't you know that you're toxic? How did I get pillow it, It's real. It, it almost sounds like you're fuck? toxic. come come? it's like it sounds i you don't hey you got silenci i got Constapilla. i I think it's purposely ambiguous my number four another teenage singer just a very young teenage singer i'm going jojo leave get Get out. out This song slaps. I love it. But the absurdity of it all. JoJo was 13 singing an independence anthem about standing up for herself against a cheating boyfriend. Fucking weird. The video is just her and her friends doing some choreography and glaring at the cheater in what I'm presuming is a middle school because she was 13. Like, I get a kick out of how serious everything is in the video. It's like a 13 year old serious. Like, she's amazing. She gets it. She's great. She nails it. But it's like you're 13, like, Like, you're supposed to be here with me. Yeah. And you left your number on her phone. You know what's crazy? I think
1: as great as this song is, Too Little Too Late, I, that song
0: slaps. This one was five years too late, video-wise. The So the weird thing about JoJo Leave, and I get it, they played it on BET. Yeah, which... Which, I mean, like... All I right, mean, cool. Yeah, cool, but, like, it wasn't really R&B. It wasn't I mean? at all. It, it was it, But pop. it tells you where they were marketing, you know, this 13-year-old white girl. They were marketing her to, to BET, and it was, it's like, yeah. great. You know, whatever the day demographic is interesting video great song and she
1: re-recorded it later i think she did both of them later i want to say like five or so years ago still sounds great yeah so my next one is the ultimate probably one of the ultimate bar anthems ever it's the killer's mr bright side world number one the world finally came and saw how fucking amazing the killers are there's not one person in the world that doesn't know every lyric to the song
0: Remember, it was like last year or something that song was like still in the charts it's crazy to stay
1: in power the song hot fuzz great album this video almost is like brandon flowers always came across to me like a guy from like the 1950s That's the feel I got. I almost, weirdly enough, a Richard Cheese look, kind of old school feel with this video.
0: So fun fact, there were two music videos for this. The first they now refer to as the UK version is just like a black and white, artsy like performance video. It's not anything special, but the label was able to recognize like, guys, I I think we got something here. I think this thing has legs. So it's actually the label that had what was considered a more mainstream video created. So the label was like, we're going to make a better video but that better video it had a lot going on directed by Sophie Muller it's like a burlesque show but it's with the killers performing it's avant on guard so it looks Victorian mm-hmm. but then there's also like Chinese food dog statues and basically there's a love triangle with Eric Roberts and some models how did Eric Roberts get <laughs> cast in this in 2004 I feel like he was just walking around and go Eric fucking Roberts I think they were like alright we want to spend some money because we think this song's like got legs but get Eric Roberts. Wanna to spend too much money, so who's available? c Lister Eric Roberts. Eric Roberts is like uh working in the coffee bar at the hotel yeah. at the time and they're like, hey man, yeah, you know, man loved you. Um so it won a VMA for best new artist. And it still has legs. Yeah.
1: And the killers are that big got
0: legs. Do you like bread? <laughs> Hello, Sue.
1: <laughs> The Killers are one of those bands that I would love to see before
0: I die. Also, what an awesome band name that they end up with the Killers. Because Great name. how did the, how did the Killers survive every the year? 60s the sixties, 60s. especially the sixties, the sixties, the seventies, the eighties, the nineties. There was never a band called the Killers, the Killers. that we know of. Yeah. I mean, but like the '60s and '70s, yeah. Like, oh, drug craze. Yeah, the Killers, man. When yeah, we're gonna go see the fucking Killers, man. We're gonna light up a fucking bonger, <laughs> um, rip bonger. So my number three was Britney Spears' Toxic. So my number two, Linkin Park, Breaking the Habit. I jump-
1: We're starting to get into the Lincoln Park phase of experimental stuff, especially like their crossover with Jay-Z, which I would have to say was probably the crossover of all crossovers because then everybody just started doing it. This one was a remix and became, I think, their number one release off of Reanimated. So this video is all animated. It's all anime based. It's such a great fucking video. It's different. It's a departure from the band. It's just great to see a band that was so like hybrid theory was like revolutionary in my opinion. And then they just had Meteora come out and then they just release this and then they go right into Jay-Z with Collision Course. This is a really good video, very underrated song. And the world literally has not been the same since Chester Bennington died.
0: My number two for the second week in a row, a video featuring Stephen Dorff. I'm going with a very controversial one directed by David LaChapelle, Every Time by Britney Spears. it's We just talked about a second ago, but there is a trigger warning. So I'd say if you don't do well with self-harm, skip ahead maybe 90 seconds or so. So Brittany's playing A fictionalized version of herself Constantly hounded by fans and paparazzi But then she also just feels very alone The video opens with an aerial shot of Las Vegas Stephen Dorff plays her boyfriend But she can like never get his attention They exit the limo that they're in And there's this huge mob of like paparazzi People trying to see her She accidentally gets hit in the head with a camera Remember that They make it to their hotel room Where they have an intense fight They're screaming Her boyfriend Stephen Dorff He's breaking stuff This is where it's controversial and maybe open for interpretation. The literal interpretation is that Britney commits suicide when she takes prescription drugs and then drowns in the bathtub. That caused a major stink. A number of organizations said it glamorized suicide. Britney's label had to release a statement saying it's fictional and portrays an accident that could be misconstrued as suicide. Britney had to come out and say, I'm not glamorizing suicide. There's a lot of people who have overanalyzed it. They think there's references to like stigmata and all this other stuff. Some people are like, she didn't die from taking prescription pills. It wasn't suicide. She died because of the head wound from getting hit with the camera. Jesus Christ, got music in the music Exactly. Stop reading
1: into this shit. Exactly.
0: So she dies like three fourths of the way through the video and then like in the video she sees herself like in an ambulance and like she's in a hospital waiting room so she's like ghost dad at this point Ah. it's a weird one so all right my number one is the killers so jim your number one music video
1: my number one music video of 2004 on at top 40 and i am shocked kevin this was not on your list at all i thought this would have been your slam dunk number one as well i thought we were going to just bullshit and laugh about it had to do it Speaking of a cover, yeah. it's Gene Simmons, fire Firestarter. Starter. I'm the fear addictive, danger illustrated. Hey, hey, hey. I'm a fire starter, twisted. Holy shit. What world <laughs> did we live in? In 04, oh. did somebody said, hey, I got a great idea. Remember Prodigy's fire started in 98. Keith Flint, Maxim Reality, Prodigy were awesome. They even dumped the the. They just became Prodigy. Hey. I got
0: a great idea. Hey, Gene, do you know the song Firestarter? I'm pretty sure Gene Simmons did a whole album of covers.
1: Fuck, why? Nobody wanted to see Gene Simmons being sexist, creepy, fucking weird-ass hair, Gene Simmons with his tongue, singing, quote-unquote, Firestarter, around a pool, around a house. I don't even know how to describe this. Like, you watch this, and you just the whole time, you're like, why?
0: So, this kind of tells me that he has too many yes-men around him. A ton. He sounds terrible it's bad he looks terrible that's right he's not saying he's just like talking it's so fucking bad it is it doesn't even have charm to it like shatner doing no. this stuff it's just bad Did it, you see a creepy old man around girls in bikinis i was incorrect it's not a covers album so you're right it was just one cover oh fire started the prodigy cover featuring dave navarro so fucking dave sausage sausage uh, he might have been in the video I wish Sausage didn't um, fire to start But the album, the Gene Simmons 2004 album was called Asshole Not to be confused with the Dennis Leary, I'm an Asshole video He um, looks like an asshole But it is, it's exactly what you would expect a Gene Simmons video to be Yeah, misogynistic It's him just being terrible, it's a lot of dancing girls <laughs> All right, some honorable mentions. You know I love Ruben Stuttered, Sorry for 2004. Yep. All them strip clubs. You all them hot shirt? tubs. I'm going to give them up. All them three ways. All my cheat days. Does anybody want to uh, make us... And this would be great Specifically for Kevin Like a rap tee Like a rap tee Bootleg looking Ruben Stuttered Sorry for 2004 shirt Yeah it, That's exactly I would say Ruben Stuttered Sorry for 2004 And just have like a collage Of Ruben Stutters. Oh my god Reuben. I want it so bad What a cardboard cutout uh, I want that too <laughs> Where's there any FYEs anymore They probably have one I was in one yesterday I don't Do know they, how they have one I wish 99 Problems Jay-Z Great song 1985 Bowling for Soup 311 Amber Hell yeah Slipknot Duality Don't forget about 311's cover of Love Song from 51st Dates. That was right around that time too. It might have been 2004. Mm -hmm. Gasolina, Daddy Yankee, Kanye, Jesus Walked. There was also two versions of that video. D12, My Band, which if you remember Eminem was trying to make D12 happen. There is a very racist part of this video where Eminem and D12 are all dressed as like matadors and Eminem sings a whole part of the song about my salsa and it's insane where we were in 2004. It's a weird time. Ohio's for Lovers, Hot Thorn Heights. Yeah, Shaker Heights, baby. Some kind of monster yeah. by Metallica. Oh, my lifestyle um, didn't determine my death style enough. Outcast, The Way You Move, and Hey-yah. Roses. Yeah. All great. Hit them in Usher. Yeah. Fuck. Tipsy, Jaquan, Ludacris, Get Back. It's like someone had the concept, Hey, Luda, Yeah. what if you had giant hands and forearms, and they were like, done, let's make the video. They didn't develop the concept any third. No. It was just Ludacris with a bunch of people, and he had big arms and big forearms and big hands great song too man i love it let's get back in the mall fountain excuse me kids
1: yeah you over there guy with the foaming mouth can you please get out of our new water feature we just installed it those aren't pennies to take this one right here this is my dream my wish fuck you zombie boy
0: Man, Goonies Two should be a zombie movie.
1: Why was there never there was a Goonies Two game? Yeah. there was a sequel to Goonies that had nothing to do with it. it only came in Japan.
0: Yeah, I would love to hear Dad say like zombies. Before that, I worked in a stationary store. And I drove a snow plow. Fixed copiers. God, it is. It's such a shame that this whole end of the world thing is holding you back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, worst job. <laughs> I know which job I was the worst at. Just being a husband. That's not a job. It sure is. <laughs> <laughs> you guys just haven't met the right girl. Yeah, I tried it three times and. Just... I got pink slips every time. Critical question, two parter. What would your zombie apocalypse plan be? Ooh.
1: I would have to do By all logic, it all comes to its resources. Wherever you are, mall, whatever. A mall eventually you're going to run out of resources. You have to have an abundance. The island theory is a great idea, yep. but where are you storing things? How are you getting things? I like, granted you could eat fish, but even in the apocalypse after a while, you're going to be like I'm sick of eating the same shit. There, you don't
0: get a choice. I'm you don't sick. get a of me no fucking choice
1: but i think they had the smart move boat island but you really have to look into this boat island boat island whole bunch of boats fucking king of wishful thinking's everywhere but you have to look into the minutiae too food gas water you're not going to drink the ocean
0: no I mean, you can just float in a boat. You don't have to use It's true. I'm going with a version of of also the death proof plan from um, Robert Rodriguez's Death Proof. And I'm building a city with your back to the water. So it could be an island. Yeah. But I'm going to, I would say the ocean. You put your back to the water. No zombies are going to sneak up behind you. No. With your back to the water, they're not going to bring a boat. You're not going to get a sailboat full of zombies going to attack you. So you put your back to the water, everything in front of you. But to double down, I'd probably probably find water somewhere that began with a low population. Because, okay, you go to a city like New York City, how many people are there? 50 million people. There's a potential for 50 million zombies. Yep. If you go to, like, Alliance Ohio, you know, (laughs) there's only going to be as many zombies as population, and they have no reason. Zombies have no reason to come there. And if Mountain Union's out of session, even less. Yeah. So, bad example with Alliance, but I would find water somewhere in a city they had a lake or something Freshwater yeah. That had low population. Some in the Ozarks. Yeah, maybe some with a low population back to the water. Fewer people possible turning into zombies. But the risk you run into doing that, less supplies. You go to like New York City and less supplies. Uh, yeah, over in abundance. But you go to, you know, the Ozarks and put your back to the water somewhere. You're going to have to learn how to grow some trees and or, hunt and hunt and mm-hmm. stuff like that. The uh, second part, don't want to spoil a future pool check because this one was fun. Favorite zombie zombie movie by far for me it's slam dunk it's the 1978 original dawn of the dead okay that has always been my go-to so i prefer the extended version so though. the fact you like that so much it's interesting that you do enjoy 2004 stuff. well initially
1: when this came out when i saw like the trailers and the running zombies i'm like they fucking ruined it this is bullshit goddamn like it was like a couple months ago when i was watching i was like kevin this fucking movie still yeah. holds up it's really good yeah it's awesome the 78 dawn of the dead and of course by far 28 days later yeah is excellent.
0: And I guess they're going to be doing a third movie with Killian Murphy. I really, really love One Cut of the Dead. I love Cemetery Man, Return of the Living Dead, Train to Busan, Reanimator. I could go on forever. But today, if you were to ask me, I'll probably say One Cut of the Dead from 2017. Pro tip, if you've never seen that one and you go watch it, please read absolutely nothing beforehand. Never seen it. Just watch it. All right, let's move into logic. Somebody I don't want with me during a zombie apocalypse, Mr. David McCall.
1: Hey, these bastards are running everywhere. Okay, some guy tried to bite me. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, Nicole? I love you, said Nicole forever. We rode on a roller coaster. I was on a roller coaster. Next thing you know, Nicole, I bite my dick off. I had to kill the bitch.
0: Well, it could have been different, Mr. Walker. We should have allowed nature to take its course. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he would have probably took like an infected knife and carved something into himself with a zombie infected knife. Marky Mark fucking David McCall would have survived this apocalypse. Like he is a cutthroat ruthless. So for a second there, I was like, Ooh, zombies on a roller coaster. And then I'm like, Oh, they did that zombie land. That's right. They, they did. did. Zombie yeah. Land. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he is ruthless. He has no problem uh, throwing somebody 75 yards. He's got the power, man. He does have the power. Uh, Maybe we should build, maybe we should do a pull check where we build a zombie ass kicking team of. Dude. From characters that we've covered. I think I'd be the greatest pool check ever. Bruce Leroy and David McCall. Hey, you're not fucking Bruce Lee, okay? You're not going to
1: do anything. You're going to make me a goddamn pizza, Daddy Green? Fuck off, okay? Hey, vanity.
0: Not a ton of logic, but uh, how does Vivian, the neighbor girl, get into their house? This is shit unlocked. Do zombies have instincts? Like, isn't there anywhere better for this girl to go? Not at all. She just wanders into a house where she stands. She's a latchkey. What time is it when all of this starts? To me, it seemed like like it was like 10 in the morning or something like so so. okay i agree with you i like that you said that the sun is up but no one's at the mall yet all the stores are closed no sign of anyone who would have been there for opening which if a zombie apocalypse happened obviously no one's like (laughs) listen i ain't going to the gap i still need to go open radio shack yeah like uh (laughs) i mean maybe that explains it but there's just like i'm assuming the security guards turned off any alarms yeah because they're the only three at the mall which seems hard to believe crazy that no one like beat them to to it.
1: it seems to me though with the security guards, and I always said I had this fantasy when I worked at my last job like, man, it'd be cool to go in after clothes and play cards in the warehouse after yeah. hours. Well, we did uh chopping mall, yeah, when we did chopping mall, yeah. I thought that would have been the coolest thing ever. Maybe these guys thought the same thing like they just hang out after work, they're at the mall. Big I mean, chopping mall fans. fucking craziest thing ever. Um, one of my logic things is too, how are these guys, these mall security guards? I've never met a mall security guard that is combat ready for virtually any. Anything, Yeah. Like, you see these guys walk around the mall, and no offense to them, if somebody is running out of the mall stealing, they ain't running. They've no. never run in 20 years. Yeah. I've never seen three guys at a mall working security that are that fit and ready to kick ass.
0: I... I'm confused about a lot of things revolving around the security guards. So they're all in uniform. Yep. So that means they probably worked the shift the night before and spent the night at the mall. Yeah, that's did what I do think that? they did. So they spent the night at the mall, all three of them in uniform. How are they aware of... I want to see what happened from their point of view. Yeah. Were there zombies in the mall before? Because remember, one of the security guards becomes a zombie.
1: That's true. They do. Yeah. So
0: did they see that happen? You know what I mean? Like where once they, because it seems like, okay, the mall closed. No one was zombies yet. We locked the doors. All the zombies are outside. So unless they just like started seeing a bunch of shit on the outside cameras, yeah, you know, to them, it wouldn't be weird that anybody wants in the mall. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. They're just, they don't add up to mall security guards to me at all. Have any characters in this movie ever seen a zombie movie? <laughs> Some because one person had to. Like they don't on. even consider for like a while that it's possible they could be infected. It's almost like in a zombie movie, zombie movies don't exist. No. Weird. It's one
1: of those things where we've talked about this exposition, five seconds. Throw away yeah. line. Maybe they're looking around the world falling down around them and go,
0: I saw this in a zombie movie. Yeah, like no just one, that. no one stops to ever, like they're just on the run and, and trying to survive and no one ever stops to like be like, what is going on? Yeah. What happened? What's my last one
1: too is why do none of these guys in the mall just wonder what the hell is going on with Luda? Like why yeah. is she packed away? Well, oh, a- they keep asking
0: him and he's like, no, she's fine.
1: We only get Norma going in there yeah. and then she sees shit go down. Don't you think one of them would be curious yes. to go, what the fuck are they hiding? Yes, what are they up to? The, the
0: girl who's a nurse. Exactly. It's impressive that the other group, which included Norma, managed to survive a full day or more outside the mall before trying to infiltrate the mall. Again, what is their story? How did they all come together? How did they end up in that truck? How did they make it to the mall? How did they survive for a day? Yeah. Weird. Pisses me off that Norma smoked everywhere. Yeah, Just she- fucking throws her cigarettes on the ground yeah. in the mall. I'd be pit. I'd kill her. I'd She's old pit. school mall. Patron. Yeah, she really is. She wants to it's find a pit in the the smoke. Mall. <laughs> Do you think Anna and Michael have sex when he's showing her the chainsaw gaff on the shuttle? That might be the most romantic thing anyone's ever shown me. <sighs> I'm trying here. Yeah, I know. They kiss, he drops the chainsaw, but then they just cut to the next scene which they're in. Do we assume they had sex on the shuttle? I guess we could assume they might. I don't know. Uh, or did they just kiss and they, that was it? Cuz handjob? <laughs> yes. He <laughs> jerked dad come on. Uh her husband died like, like uh, I think there is a timeline for this movie, and I want to say it ends up being like 68 days or something. Yeah, so. I was going to say, what is? how long are they in this mall? A couple months. I was going to say, okay, couple something months, might have happened. But you know for a fact, she lost her husband just like in an instant and yeah, had no time tra- to process traumatic. it. Yeah. You find out Michael has been married three times, had kids, which is like devastating. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you spend a bunch of time with somebody and nothing to lose, whatever. Very, very large explosion for that one propane tank. Yeah. It's nice big enough tank. that it clears a path for both shuttles. To drive through, like it it goes off like fucking Oppenheimer, you know. <laughs> and then if the end is found footage, who found the footage? Where did you get that? I found Steve's camera. <laughs> put that down. Help us. Christ. Get
1: oh, that damn camera out of my face. It's like, there's anyone there? <laughs>
0: I put the camera down. <laughs> and hold it down Nicole, what is it? Chip, no! You <laughs>
1: Shit. Stay behind me.
0: Because that island seemed to be thoroughly inhabited with zombies. So if we're seeing that footage as true found footage, who found it?
1: So you would agree with me that they're dead, right? They're zombies. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. dead. There's
0: no way they survived that. Because
1: they're like, oh, it's open to interpretation. I think the no. interpretation
0: is clear as day. They're dead. Yeah, all yeah. of them. They all died. They did. Why does is that island have so many zombies? Where the fuck they come from? Do you swim? want to go to put in bay Yeah. Geez. We couldn't survive without renting a $240 uh, <laughs> golf cart. Guys, we got to get out of here. Hey, there's Dude. zombies on my back. 240 bucks. I'm going to the top of the uh, Commodore Perry thing and all the zombies are below me so I can... Imagine if you got to piss or shit, though. Lighthouse is a pretty good idea for a zombie apocalypse.
1: It's smart because there's only one way up, one way down, but yeah. then food. What are we doing for food? I don't. That I don't know. You'd have to go on supply runs. Made some sort of arrow with a plunger and you start chucking
0: fucking I, seagulls. I like the zombie environment, specifically the Ron Swanson episode of The Last of Us. Yeah, oh, that's really good. And you find out about how they trade and where they get their food. It's a really good look at a society that you could develop where Zombies exist. Yeah. You know, zombies exist, but they're not really a threat because of proper plan. I mean, he is like a doomsday guy. That's a whole other conversation. So, what's the legacy of this movie? One of the better reimaginings of remake, reimagining, one of the better ones. A very good zombie movie. Everybody's awesome in it. It's fun. It's really good. It's really just it's fun. It's great. It's you know Zack Snyder's Magnus Opus. All right. Magnum opus. Maybe. Magnus opus. Fuck. Magnus open. (laughs) I love Magnus Open. Mr. Holland's opus. (laughs) All right, stick around for some plugs. Hello there, this is Rick Panning from the band December Sun. Now I'm just a boring dad. But all that aside, you're listening to the Pool Scene Podcast.
1: Pool Sceners, once again, thank you for listening to this episode of the show and all of the other ones in our back catalog. And you can find those on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, Podbay, and wherever you get your podcasts from, because we are there. And never forget to like, comment, subscribe, rate, and follow on Facebook facebook join the pool seniors group for exclusive content you will get it there first instagram twitch threads tiktok and youtube at pool scene podcast we are all over the place so you will never get one opportunity to miss us anytime anywhere and as always back to kevin
0: look out final lab guy oh you're a zombie too
1: yeah the final lab
0: Alright, zombie apocalypse, you can do anything you want. I mean, like, if you want to drive an F1 car, you Ooh, could. Like, yeah. what is something you think you'd go out of your way and try and do? That man, F1 car would be really on the top of the it'd list. It'd be fun to drive an F1 car it'd Be fucked. over a
1: bunch of zombies. Problem is, that shit's so light. The first
0: thing you hit, the car is destroyed. F1 it, car. It's be- funny, because, like, in Zombieland, we just mentioned like, he wants a Twinkie. Yeah. That's, like, a big thing for him. He wants a Twinkie, and then, like, I think it'd be fun to, like, I, I don't know. I, I, there's a lot of things, I think, would be pretty fun to do because essentially if you're in a zombie apocalypse, your days are numbered. You, there's yeah. nothing. You can do anything you want. You know, it's essentially the purge rules. It's
1: like, okay, let's say for instance, one of the last races of the season is F1's going to be in Las Vegas. They're going to be on the Las Vegas Strip. Let's say the zombie apocalypse happens, all the cars are there. Depending on how flooded the highways are, imagine taking an F1 car they can go 240 miles an hour and you're literally going full balls to the wall down the highway, unobstructed, at full speed. <laughs> Holy shit. Shit. Yeah. Granted, your fuel's gonna be. You're gone. You're fucked. Yeah. It'd be a cool feeling. It would be pretty neat. All right, Jim. What do you got going on in final lap this week? So we want to mention real quick. Wrestling lost two big guys that being Terry Funk the, the hardcore legend the icon and of course Wyndham Rotunda otherwise known as Bray Wyatt back to back days it's really sad like Terry 79 that fucking hurt because my girlfriend loves Terry Funk but you know his past couple years have not been the best so everybody was kind of like we're on borrowed time with Terry
0: when people are 79 years old it's a little bit more digestible you know yeah. what i mean like Bob Barker 99 years old yeah. like when people pass away Betty White at those ages I mean, you hate to say, like, well, you've kind of been yeah. you know, waiting on or whatever. But that guy who put the tweet out saying Bob Barker
1: tried to get to yeah. 100 without going over because he was only like, like two months away but yeah terry funk was 79 and then bray wyatt man Wyndham rotunda 36 Yeah, so sad like wwe just put out a 35 minute video of like bailey talking about him and drew and sammy and kevin it's just so sad which you, we ended up finding out from uh sean ross Sapp, who ended up getting permission from Wyndham's family earlier this year he had his last match with la Knight at the royal rumble which was the mountain dew pitch black match which was okay whatever but he ended up not being on on TV for a while, which you find out he ended up coming down with COVID. Yeah. What a lot of people didn't know is he also had a heart condition because, I mean, nobody's business to right. disclose it. Yeah. But however, the COVID exacerbated his heart condition and he had a heart attack and he passed away. It's just, dude was so creative. He said that, you know, The Fiend... His character of the fiend was his. That was his baby. But it's just like they didn't know what to do with him creatively, which was so sad because he was doing things that nobody's ever yeah, done. They
0: wouldn't really let him be whatever he wants. Yeah, to like they should have just said, you know what, Bray, fifteen minutes of each show, yours. Yeah, do what you want. These are the penciled in ideas for who we want you to wrestle to who, what we want you to do at the at the shows. Build towards that. Yeah, you free reign. Yeah. And I think he had earned that,
1: but I mean, the Firefly Funhouse stuff was great. The WrestleMania during COVID WrestleMania 36, the fucking Firefly Funhouse match with John Cena. We got to see a a fucking NWO John Cena, which is fucking good. that's all bray's yeah. mind and the dude was super creative there's not gonna be another one like that I, there's no way and then you hear all these stories about like how welcoming he was he was just like one of the nicest guys you could ever talk to and it's just sad you think about his family like he was married to jojo not the singer but she was a former announcer for wwe and he had three kids or four kids that many i think so yeah so just sad to think about that man it's like i'm gonna be 42 here in two weeks and he passed at 36 and it's yeah, like it's so jesus sad. christ but yeah my heart goes out out to Wyndham and Terry, both of their families, man. We're
0: going to miss you. You just watched a movie. <laughs> you, uh, you watched something. <sighs> you took the, the plunge. Um, what did you watch, Jim? Speaking of
1: Zack Snyder, his finality in the DC universe was the Flash movie that came out this year. Finally showed up on Max. There was no way in hell I was going to go to the movie theater to see this because I know how angry I would be. And I can't do that in front of people. I can do it in front of Kevin, people I know, but people that I don't know, I can't do it. So I'm like, all right, here it is. I'll watch it over two hours long. I'm like, of course, it's a Zack Snyder type movie, whatever. So right off the bat, I've said this on previous podcasts. It always they should never have Split the DC EU from the DC TV shows, keep it one universe. That was one issue with Zack Snyder. He made everything way too fucking dark. Never understood that. So we have Ezra Miller, the bag of shit that he is. But man, the CG in this movie is just not good. They deep fake. I'm going to spoil the hell out of this because I'm saving you guys time. I don't care. (laughs) So the whole premise was, and it's the Barry Allen backstory where. As he was growing up, his mom was killed in the comics by Eobard Thawne, the reverse flash. There's no reverse flash in this. Right off the bat, you're fucking, you're killing yourself. It's a comic. So he's like, why can't I go back in time and save my mom from dying? Ben Affleck is in, in this movie as Batman, uncredited, blows my mind. He says, Barry, you can't do this. So of course, Barry, the high schooler, not really, he's 18, whatever, decides, no, I can't. So he realized he can manipulate time, goes back, saves his mom. However, in the Speed Force, he encounters Zoom which you find out later is his other version of himself just five years younger Barry Allen is also zoom in this not true in DC fucking stupid Zack Snyder fuck you but in the process of this we get Ben Affleck as Batman we get Michael Keaton which I was so excited for I'm like Michael Keaton is back as Batman loved it that's the only saving grace but even I think they wrote him not so great we don't get Superman They retcon stuff from the Man of Steel movie into this to make it more congruent. But since he manipulated time, Superman died and Supergirl ended up being the last person from Krypton on this planet. And then after everything's all wrapped up in a bow, everything's good. Barry ends up restoring the time stream, has to come to grips that he has to have his mom die. But in order to do that. He couldn't just do that and come back to his normal time. No, his mom ended up sending his dad who is now in Iron Heights prison because they blamed him for the murder of his mom. His mom sent Barry's dad off, Henry, to get tomatoes at the store to finish dinner. Oh. So according to the CCTV footage, and he couldn't get out of prison because you couldn't see his face on camera. So Barry decides to move the tomatoes to the top shelf. So when his dad reaches for it, they could see his face and let his dad out of prison. So he goes back, his mom dies, but saves his dad. In the process of that, he comes back to normal time thinks everything's fine all of a sudden here comes bruce wayne it's george clooney uncredited as Batman and Robin Bruce Wayne, which is really cool. And that's how the movie ends. So you're almost at two and a half hours of a clusterfuck of a movie. One of the biggest box office bombs of all time. It only made a shade over $200 million. This was the end of Zack Snyder's reign in the DC universe. Good riddance, motherfucker. You ruined a lot of things. I just hope James Gunn, apropos with this movie, Dawn of the Dead, where was his screenplay? He can set right the damage that Zack Snyder did to the DCEU now just called the DCU so ladies and gentlemen don't watch the flash stay away from it don't watch it on max watch something better like ghost adventures
0: (laughs) there you go so uh, the only thing I want to talk about quickly is I recently was in Tulsa for work for a few days and what a weird city that is yeah the only city I've ever been to like big city with big buildings and large businesses where when you're in downtown there aren't Starbucks Dunkin McDonald's fast food at all so odd and there are no cars or people it's almost like you could go to Tulsa and film a zombie show, like sort of how we said you could go to that mall in in Ashtabula and just film something. You could could do it in in Tulsa because there's just like no one there. It's just so strange, but I love it. It was so only thing like I did on the outskirts of town. I did see some of that stuff on the outskirts of town. And I did see like, I saw a subway and a Domino's pizza. I did see there's a Home Depot just in the middle of the city. That's just a full Home Depot. Yeah. I've never seen a Home Depot inside of another like downtown city. Yeah, super weird. When I first got there, around the corner from me, a bunch of the, you know, I stayed at Aloft, which is an old government building that they converted to a hotel. Around the corner from me where some of my other, um, you know, people I work with and, and such, like uh, in the industry. They were at the Hyatt, and at the Hyatt, there's like eight tour buses. You had Motley Crue, Alice Cooper, and Def Leppard staying there. And a bunch of people out front, either waiting on them or just right place, right time. A bunch of people out front had all these autographs. And they were, uh, they performed a concert there on, on the Wednesday. I was there. But the Wednesday morning, the morning of the night of the show, I went to there's the Mayo Hotel, a beautiful, beautiful building. Went to a rooftop party there one night. Just super cool building. While I was there, I was the only one. So they serve Starbucks coffee inside the Mayo Hotel. So I went in to get a coffee one morning and I'm like, there's a one-armed guy standing out yeah. front and he's kind of just pacing back and forth and i'm like how many one-armed men do you see he he's not the one that killed richard kimball's wife no actually there is a one-armed man who is in my industry who is also there on work okay so you're thinking "Eh, maybe it's that dude it was not that dude nope it was the drummer of Def Leppard so amazing and so I'm inside and I'm bullshitting with the barista and he kind of joins in on a conversation I'm like yeah I'm having a conversation with the drummer of Def Leppard I really wanted to ask him what he felt about the Def Leppard VH1 movie but (laughs) uh, I didn't I should have been like dude you got any tickets for tonight because like what did I have to lose yeah what am I going to be like hey "Hey, man you got any tickets for tonight and he was just like no I'd be like fine whatever so I end up that night so Tulsa's weird city, had a great time, some great breweries there, some cool little spots, like just neat city to walk around in. But uh that night I went to, I took an Uber to like a little diner, which was supposed to be good. It really wasn't. And there was a restaurant I wanted to go to, but I was like, nah, it's too far. I'm not going to go. I walked back from the diner, ended up seeing the place that I wanted to go. If I would have went there in the first place, they had a patio that you could sit on. They faced the stage Dude. because the concert was at the University of Tulsa. Yeah. And it's right across the street and there you could see the stage, but I ended up hanging out just in the crowd. I watched Alice Cooper do a few songs and I walked back and got all the sights on uh, Route 66. Couldn't find any convenience stores. I wanted to find some stuff to bring back to like my hotel room. Yeah. There's like no Loving. convenience stores, no anything. It's like so odd though. It's so weird that it's like a city that discourages you from going downtown. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty They're much. like, you know, if you want to eat and stuff, there are some great restaurants in Tulsa, all outside the city. Yeah. There are beautiful houses on the river outside the city. Like everything's outside the city. They do have the BOK Center. It's enormous, this enormous arena. It's beautiful. Why would you not want like restaurants, a fast food, coffee shops, place like that? near the arena? so weird. It's like an untouched city. It's so strange. Yeah. But I had a great time. It was really fun. That's cool. Well, I mean, God, the drummer, of Def Leopard, man. I mean, oh, come yeah, on. I to hang out with the dude, uh, Rick Allen, I think. Yeah, so I right? think. You're right, yeah. Um, yeah, so that was fun. All right, well, we hope you enjoyed our zombie-rific episode. I know we're a little early for uh, Halloween, but I'm already in spirit. Yeah. So um, until next week, Silencia.